Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman, and as always, I'm excited to be talking Colorado Rockies baseball with you here on the show. And I am recording this the day after going out to Rockies Fest, probably be posting it the day after that. So the day after, the day after Rockies Fest. And it was a whole lot of fun. I went down as a fan, uh, something I haven't done before. I've covered this event, or and I'm pretty sure it was called Rockies Fest. It was a while ago now. They haven't done it since the pandemic. And I've covered it as media before. And I will tell you, it's a very different experience than going down as a fan. Because as is implied, no explicitly stated by the name, this is an event for the fans. And... You know, I think over the years, I've been to some of the things that the Rockies have done for the fans that I think, man, this could have been organized a little bit better or marketed a little bit better. And I definitely had some of those nitpicks about this particular event, but it was pretty overwhelmingly positive. I got to say, it was a sold out uh, thing. Now, I think it did help that Todd Helton, you know, got into the Hall of Fame just a couple of days before this happened. They were able to add him to the schedule. He was able to be there and partake in a couple of things, make a public appearance, uh, talk to the press, stuff like that. And so all of that was really, really cool. And I, I think that added to it. But it was pretty fascinating to see after a hundred loss season, 103 loss season, excuse me very much. And, you know, just years of really we all know what it is since the Nolan Arenado trade at least if not slightly before that because things had gotten a bit dicey it's just been rough around this team it's been very difficult to call yourself a fan of the Colorado Rockies but I also know that a lot of people still do and if you're on Twitter all the time it's very easy to assume you know especially because I've seen this a lot for example in the TV conversations going on this offseason right which there was a little bit of news on that a little bit and we'll get back to that but right whenever people talk about it invariably somebody stops by the conversation and said who even cares who wants to watch the Rockies on TV anyway and look I totally understand that sentiment I really do but like I said, it's easy to think that that's the only sentiment out there. And it's very much not. What I saw, and I tweeted this out, you know, it's pretty overwhelmingly people having a great time. I heard one guy complain. It was actually after we left and we had gone across the street to McGregor Square. There was a guy in a Kyle Freeland jersey talking about how much he hates the Colorado Rockies, which was interesting because, you know, you're at a fan event in January wearing the jersey of the team and still like, big into all I've got to say right now is negative things about them. But like I said, I do understand that perspective. But it was really refreshing and really engaging. And, and again, I'm happy that I went as a fan and was able to take it all in and see everybody rather than doing the media thing where you're sequestered. They kind of keep you away from everybody uh, because quite frankly, they don't want the fun that the fans are supposed to be having with the players and the coaches and you know whoever else is around Bud Black, Clint Hurdle, uh, you know, walking around and engaging with the fans for it to become something 
all of those people can get very guarded when the media become involved and for understandable reasons, right? Quotes get taken out of context. Certain things become a story, uh, you know, and uh, guys can be very, very, very guarded with the media for a lot of understanding, uh, understandable reasons. And so I really enjoyed just watching them let loose, uh, play games with kids. A lot of the prospects were over playing uh, foosball with just, you know, whoever was coming up. You did kind of have to wait in line and go up there, but everyone was in a great mood. Lots of, you know, little lines that you had to wait in here and there. Uh, it was a little bit dysfunctional. Uh, taking my, And by the way, the reason I went uh, as a fan, not the only reason, but the main reason I went as a fan is because uh, my mom was in town and I wanted to take her. And this was a really great experience for the two of us because, you know, I work there all the time. And so there's a part of me that was like, I don't know, is it going to be particularly fun for me to go and look at the clubhouse and, you know, the press box is one of the stops on the tour, right? It's like, I literally work there every day during the summer, but being able to take my mom, it was actually like the inverse, right? It was like, take your mom to school day or, or take your kid to work day, right? It was, I, I got to take her and uh, she got to meet a lot of the people that I work with some she's cause she's out to ball games all the time. So she knows a lot of the people around Coors field too. shout out to Malcolm who stopped by and said hi, but you know, some of the like security guards or, or the people that work uh, down by the clubhouse and things like that. Uh, a couple other press people that I just happened to run into. Uh, it was, so it was really cool to do all those things, see the players mingling, uh, playing family feud is a, is a thing that they do, right? They'll, uh, which is a game, it, it's great, that, that game, that you can kind of just throw it together and, and play it with any number of people. And uh, the guys were having a lot of fun with that. They were doing Q&As where there's real, you know, real baseball questions. They're not necessarily the deepest that you're going to get into, right? And it's one of the reasons why I didn't mind missing the event, uh, the event as a, as a, you know, credentialed member of the media because I wasn't that... I didn't think a ton of super interesting quotes were going to come out of it. And I, and I think I was right on that. It's always nice to see, you know, Todd Helton say more stuff about the Hall of Fame, but he's already given so many interviews about that, right? But uh, seeing them interact with people, remembering that that's what it's about. Of course, the vast majority of people there did bring their kids, right? Not everybody. There are plenty of people of all ages, uh, all different kinds of people, and everyone having a good time. You know, I didn't, it, it, again, it was almost surprising to me. Not that I was expecting it to be a, a negative event by any means, but I did think I would hear, or maybe a couple of questions would have a tinge of like, you know, man, what are you guys going to do to get it together next season or something like that? You know, because that does happen. I have absolutely been at fan events, uh, especially when there are coaches and front office people involved where, it can get a little spicy, maybe is, is the right word for it. And after such a tough season and with where I think so much of the fan base has been lately, but I think there's also been, and, and maybe I'm, I'm weaving my own narrative here a little bit, a kind of acceptance that the old era came crashing to an unfortunate end, that there's nothing anybody can do about that now, that all we can do is look forward and that there actually are a lot of guys. I, I was kind of shocked by the number of, for example, Brenton Doyle jerseys that I saw. Now, obviously, I expect people that listen to podcasts like this and are going on every day and who know what defensive runs saved are to be 
into Brenton Doyle and to be buying some stock in Brenton Doyle. But the guy hit like a buck 90 for most of the season, struck out 35% of the time, right? Offensive numbers is usually, if we're generalizing here, what you would think the casual fan would be drawn to. And you would expect, I think a lot of people expect, that the casual fan is who goes to Rockies fest right and the hardcore fan is the person who's like boycotting the team right now in a way which is interesting uh, because i saw a lot of people with nolan jones now that one's a little more he had a phenomenal season so if you're paying some attention to the team nolan jones one makes sense but tovar uh, like i said the brenton doyle jerseys were yeah it shows that people are getting what this team is about uh it was also great too you saw jerseys from of course all walks of colorado rockies life and history uh, going back to of course walker and helton and castilla i saw those plenty of cargo and holiday uh just it ran the gamut and it's absolutely phenomenal almost everybody in rockies gear and, and or at the very least purple i was one of the very few people who wasn't uh right and it was a, a pretty grand celebration of everything so i do think again i could nitpick here and there as an event organizer not that i am an event organizer but handful of things i think could have been a little bit clearer a little bit smoother uh, but ultimately it was fun to take my mom into the press box and say yeah this is where i typically sit you know we'll go back here and this is where the cafeteria is take her upstairs uh, you know to the booths uh, where I've, I've been in a couple of times in each of the TV and radio booths briefly. I've done a, an interview podcast in each of those rooms once with, with the people that normally broadcast from there, right? And that's a lot of fun. It's always a really cool space to be in. And, and I sometimes forget that, forget how cool of a, of a thing it can be just to see the inner workings of a ballpark and a ball game because it is something that over the last 11 years of doing this has become a bit normal to me. Unfortunately, wasn't able to, able to take her down into the dugout. I thought I had read somewhere that that was going to be available or allowed, but I can also understand why they wouldn't necessarily want to do that. That was something I was I was very much looking forward to, right? Because that's where, first of all, because it's cool being in the dugout. That's one of the things about being at the park that doesn't get old is you're basically on field level at that point, which is why I assume they probably don't want people down there because they don't want people just even having the temptation to go and jump on the field, you got to preserve the integrity of the field. So I get that. But uh, the, the dugout space is really cool just to be in. Right. And it just feels so baseball-y because <laughs> it is. And it is where the pregame press conferences take place. So I do spend a lot of time there uh, asking questions of Bud Black or sometimes uh, the GM will come down and do press conferences from there. And so, that would have been cool to give her the kind of visual of, of that. But beyond... BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. That I really thought they did a great job. And then after the, the so for those of you that don't know, you know, this is a thing that Rockies 
uh, have done before. Like I said, it hadn't happened for a few years. Uh, for a lot of like season ticket holders, or maybe you can get in early uh, and, and it starts like very early in the morning. We got the tickets that started at noon, uh, going from like 1230 to 3.30, right? So you get several hours to be down there. Like I said, basically walk around the park. You can go to different Q&As or like I said, there, there's sort of things happening all over the park. So when you walk in, you get a little schedule. It tells you, you know, who's at what. There might be, oh, the infielders are doing a, a conversation over here. And it's Chris Bryant, Ryan McMahon, and uh, Brendan Rogers, and, uh, you know, Ezekiel Tovar. Uh, with the with the bullpen catcher, so he can translate for Ezekiel Tovar over here taking uh, questions, and, and you can go watch that, or you can go hang out, like I said, with the prospects who are playing uh, ping pong and and stuff like that, or foosball uh, with the kids. And so, some of it was just face painting or or making bracelets. Obviously, some more kid oriented activities. They had a lot of uh, cutouts set up all over the place so you can take a picture of yourself next to Todd Helton with his arms in the air, you know, celebrating going to the World Series and uh, or, or just a cutout of Charlie Blackman taking a big old swing or stuff like that. A lot of cool, fun stuff. And so, yeah, it, it's definitely an event that uh, I, I recommend in the future. I saw a lot of people on Twitter letting me know. And again, this would be one of the nitpicks that they just didn't even know that it was a thing that was going on. Uh, otherwise, they'd have been down there. So I'm not 100% sure what the best methodology for marketing is. But uh, I, I do also know that it was a very well attended event. So they may not necessarily be overly concerned with trying to cram even more people on the doors, though the ballpark could absolutely handle it. There were certain parts where the lines get, like I said, pretty bad. You go down into the tunnels, go into the clubhouse, which was really, really cool. Again, one of those things that I absolutely take for granted. So to stand, like that was our longest line of the day too, was getting into the clubhouse, which is probably where I do my most standing around during the day. Uh, you know, and, and again, you, you don't want to take it for granted. I forget how cool it is just to walk into the room and see the players' nameplates and jerseys hanging up. Like it's really, really cool, right? But I do spend a lot of time in that room just waiting for something to happen for someone to show up that I need to talk to or that I just want to talk to right somebody in the room who I haven't interviewed in the last couple of days because I don't want to just continually hound guys or whatever so you spend a lot of time in that room just waiting uh, but it, it's a great experience to go down there so all that stuff is really cool if you haven't done it before I do recommend in the future one thing you won't get to do in the future uh, because there's only one time a guy gets elected in the Hall of Fame was the thing that happened afterwards. Uh, they were very clever about, you know, at 417, uh, of course, with 17 and Todd Helton and all this stuff. They, they went with the time that they were going to do a sort of outdoor ceremony for Todd Helton. And this is the part that I was probably most impressed with because it had to have been planned pretty last minute. Uh, some of it, you know, you, you think he's got a chance to get in, but still you don't know for sure. So you can't really finalize things until you know that he's going to get in the Hall of Fame. And uh, there were a lot of ways this really just could have gone wrong up to and including the fact that making a big public speech in front of a ton of people is just not obviously Todd Helton's like idea of a great time. So there were, there were a lot of ways in which I was like, this could be very interesting. Uh, 
you know, e e even some of the negativity around McGregor Square are people, the fact that there was like a basketball, like the Nuggets were playing right during that time. And I was like, like, did again, they get the marketing out on this. I don't know how many people knew it was even going on uh, because it was just announced a few days ahead. And it's like, I get emails for all this stuff because I'm on the press list or whatever, but that doesn't necessarily mean that people out there know that it's going on or I'll tweet it out, but not everyone. <laughs> It'd be nice if every single Colorado Rockies fan followed me on Twitter, but they do not. And so, yeah, you, you just, and you can't even see every tweet, right? So uh, I don't know how the word got out but it did because the place was packed it was pretty cool the i had never seen before i know they, they've done this before but at mcgregor square there's usually like a little grassy knoll area there during the um during the summertime but they turn it into an ice rink uh they, that was another thing they were doing that was a really good promotional thing was if you had a ticket to fan fest you got free skate rental over at the ice rink. And so there were a lot of people skating around out there. There were people at all the bars and restaurants and the hotel across the way. So it was kind of cool. You had this like big circular uh, audience gathering so that you could have a big crowd, but not feel like you just had a, a ton of people like packed into a small like park area, like other outdoor events that I've seen. It was much, much better for spacing and organization and all of that kind of stuff. And so then... Uh, it started, uh, first of all, I was very impressed by this. I even bet my mother that I was like, they're not going to, they, they made such a big deal about the specific time because they wanted to be cute and clever. I was like, this thing's going to kick off at 425. I don't know how many of you have ever been to an event that has this many people attending and, you know, this many logistics involved, but the number of times they actually get started right when they say they're going to are pretty minimal, right? Pretty, pretty low percentage there, but right at 417, Jerry Schemmel had a mic in his hand, was coming over the PA system loud and clear to the entire outdoor audience there and everybody in the surrounding buildings and up on the big screen they've got. And he was talking about Todd Helton, delivered a short intro to a video package that was narrated by Peyton Manning. I joked to somebody that I was surprised that Peyton Manning uh, wasn't in attendance for all of this because he's so typically around for Todd Helton stuff. So I counted that. I said, no, nah, he was. He Peyton Manning was there in spirit. He delivered uh, the, like I said, the narration for this video package, which was awesome. And then, yeah, it was it was relatively brief. It, it was just, and now here's the man himself, Todd Helton, and came out from the Tom's Watch Bar uh, sort of balcony area, not unlike the Queen, right, <laughs> waving around at everybody. Hello, hello. And uh, I thought maybe he'd just walk right back inside, but no, no, no. They did a little, you know, and, and Jerry did a great job with it. Just asked him a couple of questions, uh, got him to talk a little bit. Todd, I think, was a great sport about it. I tweeted out what I thought was the most interesting moment, which is where uh, he, he, it was almost like it was an acceptance speech for an award, which was fantastic. And he thanked his family and everybody cheered, right? And he, he thanked the city and the fans and Denver and everybody cheered. And then he thanked Dick Monfort and there was a very palpable silence. I will say, I, again, I was, I was kind of shocked that nobody booed. Um, at least nobody that I could, I shouldn't say nobody booed, but nobody that I was within earshot of. And, and the acoustics in that, that place are pretty good. Now it was noticeably silent. Nobody cheered either. Like not, there wasn't even like one guy like, eh. <laughs> like no, there was 
There wasn't any of that either. Uh, but again, I was, I was expecting there to be a bigger negative reaction than there was, which was kind of interesting. And then he said, uh, one of my most favorite things that I've heard from a Colorado Rockies player in a long time was, which is that he, in his mind, in his heart, it was better to go to the World Series as a member of the Colorado Rockies than it would have been to win the World Series as a member of another team. And I I just think that's absolutely fantastic. It reminds me a lot of, you know, of course, I, I personalized it a little bit, but people often ask me, wouldn't you rather cover a winning team? And of course, you know, the way people think about this, an organization with ownership that cares, a team that tries, that isn't a laughing stock and a joke and all that stuff. And you know, my answer has always been no, I wouldn't. I find the Colorado Rockies to be endlessly fascinating. I think they have one of the most difficult tasks in front of them in Major League Sports. I don't think that they've responded to that especially well. I think they could be a lot more proactive. And that's an ongoing conversation that I've been having with you all and with them and with everybody around me for 11 years at least, probably even going back to before I was doing this as a job. But I find the puzzle to be more fascinating. I find, uh, you know, this place to be unique. And I really, it really resonates with me when Todd Helton says stuff like that. Now, of course, he's going to say that a little bit because he spent 17 years of his career, all 17 years of his career here. But that also wasn't a foregone conclusion. He turned down a couple of trades, famously one that would have sent him to Boston, one that would have sent him to Texas. He didn't want to leave. And he knew, the same way you know, that if he'd have gone to those places, he had a better chance at winning a World Series. But he decided this was home. Home away from home, Knoxville, Tennessee, his home. But this was his baseball home. And he wanted to do everything that he could to win here. And despite the fact that for the vast majority of his career he didn't, he still stands there and he thanks Dick Monfort when he knows that's not going to be a popular name to say at this moment in time. Because for him, Colorado Rockies were a way of life. And now he goes into the Hall of Fame as maybe, probably, almost certainly the only person who will have ever played their entire career for the Colorado Rockies. And that is awesome. It's just amazing. And anyone who would want to, you know, try to bring negativity upon that by saying, well, wouldn't you rather have won a World Series? Wouldn't you rather have played in a place that won? You know, maybe in an alternate universe, you could say, hey, you know, if you'd have played for the Yankees, you'd have been a first ballot Hall of Famer, which is true, but he's in the Hall of Fame. So what does he care? I bet he would answer that question roughly the same way. I'd rather be a sixth ballot Hall of Famer as a member of the Colorado Rockies than a first ballot Hall of Famer as a member of the New York Yankees. To him, I think, and and I, I might be projecting here, but this is certainly how I feel a lot of the times. It's almost easier. It's easier to be considered great and to win and to find success as a member of the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Cardinals. Those are institutions that have been succeeding long before you, and they will succeed long after you. But to do it here, Rocktober was really something special, man. And that guy wouldn't trade it for the world. And I think that's so cool. 
That, among many, 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 many other things, is what makes him Mr. Rocky. Thanks for listening into this episode of 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I really hope you enjoyed your time. We'll talk a little more actual baseball next time as we're getting closer to the start of spring training. We've got the roster taking shape and a limited number of time for them to make changes uh, to it before they have to actually start playing games. So it'll be fun to start diving into those conversations. Make sure you're following all of the other podcasts here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network as the Nuggets and Avalanche get ready for presumably more deep playoff or postseason I don't know what they call them in any of these sports anymore uh, deep runs into the championship tenure maybe more championship parades coming here in Denver but probably not for your Colorado Rockies just yet so make sure you're following up with all those other fantastic people other than that I can only ever ask that you continue to be absolutely awesome out there I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here and until next time I will see you at the ballpark